Hi there, good morning everyone, good evening. See a few of you are coming on board. Seeing you there, Mary. Angela, I see you're on the call. I see Simzamu is coming on board. We'll be starting our session very soon. Hi, Angela. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You're looking very healthy and glowing. That's good to see. Well, uh, now all the operations are done. It's um, just getting back to health and fitness. Isn't that fantastic? I mean, wow, you've been through a journey. Eh? You look really yeah. incredible. I can see your energy has changed massively. Oh, it was in a real, it was really bad for quite a while. Now you look really fantastic. What do you think I of commend um, you. My, I commend my flag you for your perseverance. I wanted to say, what exactly does that flag represent? It looks, it looks really, really interesting. The symbol immediately draw my attention. Uh, land guardianship. Wow, land guardianship! Isn't that phenomenal? So you've got the blue banner for the sky, the brown, and the symbol in the middle is actually two fours, but it represents trees. And of course, the white is the air that we breathe. Right. Yeah, it reminds me of the colors of Atlantis, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think Atlantis, the colors of Atlantis, I think is red and um, black and white. I'm not sure, but it just it reminded me of that. Anyway, thank you for sharing that, Angela. It's really interesting. I'll tell you, uh, I can easily make a career just out of studying symbols and signs it's just the most phenomenal pit so i'm just letting people coming in i want to sort of stay on the hour we two minutes before the hour so for those of you who are going to watch the recording i was uh uh looking at the replay of this and is going to be watching the recording we will be talking today about uh module one lesson one in the octopus program so from my point of view i'm going to be over a long period of time because if you think of all the lesson plans and octopus i'm going to actually start making my topics the content and the intellectual property in octopus so that people can always come back and listen to a different version of it now there's a lot of recordings in the octopus program done by me and mike uh, but the idea is to uh, uh to for me to host these live for you from when it's my turn to speak and then lure you into the content like a moth to a flame because sometimes we see this and it looks a little bit big but if we break it down into little tidbits then uh you know it becomes a little bit more um fun and it becomes easier and you actually maybe hear the questions of other people that's on the call as well so i'm still letting people in uh i'm just going to give it another minute we um we're getting more and more more and more people here but soon i'll be doing um my screen share let me just see this chat Mzamu. good morning everyone good morning from heather good morning everyone good evening everyone good in the middle of the night wherever you are you know some of you like i said will be watching the replay goodness knows what time it will be um but a very warm welcome to everyone here today so i'm excited about doing this and um you know giving you not only the content and the intellectual property but giving you a little bit of a different spin on things uh, just so that it can stretch your mind a little bit and take you know, business content and making it a little bit more fun and a little bit more visual for you. So I'm going to uh, start sharing my screen now. I'm just going to ask that any one of you 
who's sitting on this call, just uh, quickly give me a thumbs up when you can see it. And uh, there we have it. So I think we're ready to start. What I usually do with these is I try and get go through it. Thank you, Mary. I try and go through it relatively quick to see if there's not a great uh, uh, moment at the end for you to ask questions. So if a question pops up in the meantime, uh, please, please uh, put that to me uh, for the end so that we can sort of discuss it at the end if there's something that you're wondering about. Okay, so today we're literally uh, starting with lesson one uh, in module one. So this is where everything started. This is where the first seed was planted. And, uh, you know, even though I regard myself as quite a creative person, I love to express, I, lo I love the arts and the philosophy, um, I've always seen a lot of um, theater and a lot of creativity in structure, you know, and uh, so what I'm starting here today is by taking you through structure and I take my notes from nature because I always laugh when people come to me and say, you know, oh, you know, honey, I don't like structure. Can we just do anything that's not structure? Whatever? And then I look at nature and I go, can you imagine if nature now decide today? You know, I'm not going to do structure anymore. And now just suddenly the sun is taking a little bit of a holiday and the moon doesn't come up anymore and the flowers isn't open. The system falls down. And I think many people don't realize the moment they step into entrepreneurship, you absolutely need um, you need in entrepreneurship that ability to be creative and expressive and think of new ideas and all the wonderful stuff. But uh, you need structure. <laughs> as well and you need both of them and uh we'll be we'll be introducing a little bit of that so what you have here is um then the the uh, start uh the start of the octopus which is then represented by this blueprint here the blueprint is made very very simple and the blueprint is basically a blueprint for business and it's saying Look, people, you all had education. You know, some of you sitting on the school are really good with business strategy. Some of you are really good with marketing. Some of you are really good with customer journey. But some of you have never learned anything about building system or sales or conscious leadership. And by letting some of the pieces of the cake out, you are building a bit of a flat cake. So if you're sitting here today and going, you know what, I want a real good cake I want that cake to taste well. I want it to look well. I want people to go, oh, look at that cake. Then, then you want to look at all eight modules in Octopus. You want to work through all of that. You know, Some of you is going to come to module five and go, wow, this is really the part that I love. Uh, let's say that's the eggs of the cake. And you're very happy to eat eggs separate from a cake. And others of you is going to go and say, oh, the icing is just phenomenal. So it's normal. You're a human being to have preferences. But we do find people who's the most successful make the biggest impact and build the most sustainable businesses are the ones who's willing to work through the entire cake. They put all the ingredients in and uh, they don't leave anything out. Now, I'm not sure some of you may know about it. Some of you may not know about it. But if you look at this blueprint for Octopus, you'll see there's four inputs uh, from all four directions. You see there's input into this program uh, from a, a cultural intelligent point of view and three others. And I just want to run you over that quickly in, in case you've not heard of that before. So when you jump into this educational system, when you jump onto Octopus's back and you're now going to jump into the ocean um, and you're willing to explore all eight pathways and all tentacles, then um, it's good for you to know that this intellectual property, this intelligence that you're taking in 
comes from uh you know two people who's done all these masterminds with all these different people across all these different industries across all these different cultures and countries and therefore inserted in this program is cultural intelligence one of the things then that when education alliance finland um gave us the stamp of approval for this education said yes it doesn't lean towards one culture or one way of doing things it's actually quite uh easy to apply it across cultures and across industries um, then we have commercial intelligence in here which means you know what it's not just applicable to one type of business or one type of environment it's tried and tested across multiple environments with multiple business owners like yourself who's had great results if they consume the knowledge apply the knowledge and ultimately master the knowledge then also there's creational intelligence in here i've mentioned a little bit about nature and how nature operates but um you know the wisdom of nature the wisdom of create creation the principles of creation universal laws has all been incorporated in here and then of course consciousness intelligence which really is about um you know seeing the truth as it is not other people's imprints or things coming from your past or things coming from the future consciousness based in reality based in the now in other words it's relevant um it's not only taken into account the things we can see and feel and touch and taste with our five senses it's also taken into account the uh, principles from the other world if you can call it so really comprehensive uh, you know i've never been a person in business who can work in silos i cannot share with you um intelligence on conscious leadership and not take these four outer things into account i can't share with you intelligence on marketing and uh not take these other things into account so that is just a little bit about that so each one of these lessons have a lesson plan uh, there's many of them uh, and today we're starting on lesson number one it's in module one and module one is all about business strategy and it's about having a plan and i just want to give you a big big overview of why it's so important that we do start here because traditionally people hear business strategy then they go oh not business strategy again you know can we just please get something more interesting but i think sometimes the messenger does not convey the message in a way that make you realize that look business strategy is pretty awesome and the reason why it's pretty awesome and this is very much inspired now by uh, a blog that he has been posted by my good friend Shazar today but you know business strategy really is this in the society we live in the moment you see this more than ever there is group a with the opinion and then there's group b with the opinion and then you become like a wimbledon bloop, 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 bloop. you know shall i go with group a or b a or b and then you sort of make up your mind and you go to bed you get into your bed by and you have a nice sleep and then tomorrow you wake up again then you're on your facebook then you go again group a b oh, now there's a group c uh c or a uh, so what you do and the same thing happened in business is you wimbledon all the time this or this this but in this process you never go look hey what is it that i want and what is it that i believe and hey who am i and here in comes the power of focus 
And here in comes the power of a plan. Because if you can get yourself out of the Wimbledon game and turn your attention back on yourself and ask yourself, what is it that I want? You'll come up with very, very strange but awesome answers. For example, I want to teach people business principles while I'm cooking in the kitchen. Hmm? Super unique, right? No one else is doing it. But it's because you didn't take your nose into the Wimbledon and went left, right, left, right, left, right. You went back into yourself. You decided what you want to have. And so, therefore, you have the capability and the capacity, capacity energetically to make one freaking cool plan. So, and that is not the privilege that most people on this planet have because just as they put a plan in place, they get diverted and then they're on A and B and A and B. It's almost like a big current that takes you, right? Your job is to stay out of the current, make a plan and follow the plan. So in this lesson plan, we give you an overview of that. We, we show you uh, something about uh, the sailor and how the entrepreneur is just like a sailor and going to the open ocean because that's how it feels when you start your own business, right? You're going, woo! And not even when you, you start your own business. Many of you here is very accomplished in business. And then you hit a certain period in your life and you change direction. It's no different than the sailor who changes his sails. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of an overview of business strategy, what it really is. Uh, we'll continue with the analogy of sailing and we'll give you some shipwrecks to avoid as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, what to watch out for. Uh, we're going to bring you into the principles of why it's so important that you ask quality questions. That doesn't only apply to business, that applies to, you know, spouses, children, everyone. It's a really useful thing. And uh, some lifestyle considerations, even though we'll go a little bit deeper into that later. And then business strategy questions that I'll leave you with today to just, uh, you know, take with you. You can go and save it on your phone or you can go and print it out, get yourself a nice coffee or get yourself a nice beer uh, or get, get yourself a nice uh, tea and then you sit with these questions and you think and you allow that mind of yours to expand so let's get going but before i go on be aware of these lesson plans if you really want to become master of this uh, then i couldn't recommend more that every time you've listened to one of these whether it's with me doing it as a global intelligence update or whether you're going into the program of octopus yourself um be aware that there is recommended activities and evidence of accomplishment. And I couldn't recommend more that you do work with that, that you do go and, you know, be honest with yourself. Go, I always send people to the mirror. Go stand there in the mirror. Go say, um, recommended activities, answer questions in business strategy, big questions guide. Very few people can actually do it. They're going to go, oh, it was a global intelligence update. And I like that an analogy of the Wimbledon. And then you go and make your breakfast or your dinner. Then you have your Betty boy. That's what most people do. Very few people is going to go and print this out and go, or, you know, look on it on your iPad and go, let me answer all these questions. Or, you know what? I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to get onto a mastermind of some of my Circle of Excellence members, or I'm going to get on a mastermind of some of the people in Octopus, and I'm going to hear what other people have to say about these questions, and I'm going to blow my mind. And not only blow my own mind, I'm going to go, oh, okay, what that person said is definitely not me, and what that person said is definitely not me, and now that I've played Wimbledon, I'm going to 
step out of the arena and ask myself about what is me. That's really when you start implementing and mastering this material. And then we've given you evidence of accomplishment in each one of these lesson plans that shows you that you have accomplished it. Now, note number one, please, everyone. <clears throat> I'll clean my throat for this one. 100% completion of the lesson online. Now, we're very, very sneaky with the octopus um, course here because we can see in the back who's completing what. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and complete it, but that is sort of already a step in the first dire right direction to actually work through the online material. That's just knowledge. It's not going to mean anything, but it's the start of learning. But uh, if you can tick that box and you go and you, for example, now do a group discussion on one of the infographics, you're already taking this new implementing it, which already take you to the next level. So do you go through that things? You know, our idea is not for you to make you feel like you're in a school and but you're actually in a school. <laughs> But it's a new school. It's the octopus school. So it's sort of back to school. Um, but it's it's meant not to imprint on new ideas. It's more meant to inspire what's already existing in you. You know, the octopus have the eight tentacles. And not to point eight fingers to you, the octopus have eight tentacles to extract all this wisdom and knowledge and ideas and preferences and essence of you so that you can apply it in business. So there was my intro. Let's get going. So let's look at business strategy as an overview. And we've decided to look at business strategy and the importance of it from a map of the world perspective. So there you see Oki, right? There's the octopus, the ruler of the world, yeah, all over the planet and uh, with the ocean and everything. So what we've done here, uh, we've actually went to uh, the world's best country to be an entrepreneur, US News and World Report of 2018. And uh, we asked the graphic designer here to go and plot to people visually the state of business today. Now, uh, excuse the pun, but this is 2018. You can imagine with everything else going on in the world that business is not necessarily steering the ocean too well. And I think many of you on this call has experienced it yourself. Uh, you're aware of what's going on. You're aware of the people around you, businesses around you, um, you know, and we realize now more than ever that we need a navigational system for our business. You can't just get up in the morning and go, um, oh, let me see what shall I do today, you know, and then you go, oh, I'm going to be on my Facebook and I'm going to post some crap that's completely unrelated to anything else I do, but I'm just going to do it because I have to convince myself that uh, I've done something and I want to be productive, right? But there is no map. You know, it's no different than in relationships. Many people go into a relationship without a map. They wing it, right? They go like, oh, let's see what happens today and what happens tomorrow. And so they just wing it. And then one day you fall into the ocean and you're completely overwhelmed by your circumstances. You go, eh, what happened? And I'm not accusing you or blaming you. I think I, I, I blame the educational system. I think, you know, many times uh, that in terms of doing business, in terms of doing relationships, in terms of doing uh, friendships, uh, we've not been given that GPS. And that's why when you look at this picture here, you see all these sunken ships you see there in the United States and Canada and, you know, African, Indian, Asian, everyone's sinking. And then you see a few lucky ones there. Look, it's actually quite a good place to be an entrepreneur in. Again, this was 2018 data, but it's to bring the principle. Look at, look at Japan it has got a green light there. Singapore has got a green light. 
It's good to be an entrepreneur in the US, uh, in Canada, in the United Kingdom, Norway, Sweden, Germany, Netherlands, and Switzerland. Now, you might want to go and do your own research at the moment on what's the state of affairs at the moment, but you get the idea on the type of each research you want to do if you want to start this. And then once you have this now, uh, you need a map. Now, I don't have to tell you if you were a sailor. I know a few of you on this call have been uh, pirates in your past life. Don't, don't deny it. I know you. I see you, Mary. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, you cannot go onto that ocean if you're a pirate without a navigational system. And I mean, many of the pirates in those years did not have the luxury of a, a GPS. You had to use the stars. The stars was your navigation system. So you had to look at the stars and measure it in a certain way. You had to feel the wind. You know, some of them interpreted the behavior of the birds, whatever. And if you didn't believe in those things and you didn't do it, you were going down, you know, the sirens will call you and seduce you and take you under the water. So that was the reality of those days, right? So you don't get onto that ship without a map. But we get into business without a map. And maybe some of us have a map. But the map is uh, broken or the map is skewed or the map has two or three um, things in there that's missing. So because of that, we never get to do what the octopus does here, which is it gets a holistic view. The octopus is seeing things from the top. And because the octopus is seeing things from the top, it can see all the pillars. It can see and read the navigational system of the star, which in the context of business is the plan. And then it can also see what's happening here and the ocean, and the countries, which is in, in, in pulling that map into reality. So, so it really is a multi-dimensional game, the game of business. You have to have the map. You have to be able then to see the bigger map. And then you have to be able to take that map and implement it into the wild jungle in, in therefore adjusting that map as you go so that it's relevant for the country or the industry or the place that you're in, in there. And that for me is the difference between knowledge and mastery. The person who has knowledge is the person who's going through all the material and go, oh, that's nice. And the person who's the master is the person who takes these maps, these navigational systems, and they implement it and they adjust the plan as they go along. So that is really the analogy I want to leave you with today. And when it comes to business strategy, you'll notice today's talk is a bit more uh, philosophy. Um, as we continue with these lesson plans in lesson in module one, we'll end up by making it super practical. I'll end up giving you an actual template that you can use. I'll show you how to use the template and everything. But today we really, we really uh, getting the philosophy, hitting home with philosophy and going, look, uh, anything in life, if, if it constantly breaks down is because of this plan, this navigational system, this support system, this bigger, bigger view. So sometimes I find one of the best things a person can do for business is uh, close your laptop and get out of it. Close your laptop and get out of it and go sit in nature and go, right, let me think, what is it that I really want to do with my life? And then you go, oh, jeepers, I'm running business only for profit, but actually I'm not that interested in profit. I want to be industrious and I want the business to be profitable and I want it to enrich the community, but jeepers, I'm a person who really like the outdoors, but I'm never outdoors, therefore I'm motivated, therefore my plans never work. Those questions is imperative to ask yourself. This is what you need to know. This is, this is the type of stuff you need to dig in in order to see the bigger picture. 
Otherwise, you're just not seeing the bigger picture. So let's move on from the map of doom and gloom. So now we're in the ocean, you got your navigational system, you got your map, you, you're all happy to go, you're sailing, you know, the ship is heading for the ocean. And as we know, in business and life, you'll never start a business or expand your business or scale your business or go into that ocean unless you have a little bit of a, a sailor's community who can say to you, Diane, when you now get to that part or that current, you're going to see a monster. That monster is not going to have one eye, it's not going to have two, it's going to be three eyes, there's going to be one near the middle, and people call it a cyclops. Watch out for that one, because that one, but people don't want to do that. People don't want to know what to avoid, because somehow we all have made up in our minds that we're not going to have shipwrecks. I think it's part of the human psyche, it's part of our defense mechanisms. We go, oh no, everything's just going to be perfect, and you know, there won't be any pain, and life will work out perfect, and how many of us sitting on this call went into entrepreneurship with starry eyes and then hit your first disappointment uh, same things happen in relationships or whatever so what we do here is we've taken the sum total of entrepreneurs business owners from different industries different countries different cultures and with our conversations with them we've picked up on really specific patterns here shipwrecks that happen to people if they don't have a plan, if they don't have a strategy. And we're bringing this to you in the form of an infographic, which we call the Shipwreck Prevention Checklist, so that you can go and critically evaluate with this checklist, where is your red flags? So on the balance of probabilities, if you go through this checklist, where is the biggest chance for you to run into a shipwreck if you don't do something about that now. Isn't that nice? And don't you just wish you had this freaking checklist many, many, many years ago? I wish I had it. You know, we had to go through all these people and do all this research and have all these conversations. If I had a checklist like that in the beginning, not only of my business, but in my career, and if I was mature enough to have uh, critical conversations with myself, I probably would have had the opportunity to spot it. But yes, your ship prevention checklist. I would highly recommend you don't do it alone. Why? Because you have blind spots. You're probably going to go, I oh, got this, got this. Oh, that's not me. No, that will never happen. Blah, blah. I'm really recommending that you, you form these bonds of groups, your sailor community, if you want it. You go and look for your own pirates and sit around a uh, 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 freaking where's the days you can say we sit around a table now you're going to sit around your computer but um but if you can get along in local communities do it and then you now sit with this checklist and you you're going to be uh surprised with you know open yourself a little bit to people's feedback they may say to you ian there's a blind spot and you go no it's not a blind spot and then you storm to the kitchen and you make yourself a tea and you think to yourself what a you know common bunch of people to say and then tonight when you're lying in your bed you know that itch there's always that itch that scratch and then go okay maybe there's something maybe i should look at it and that that is the type of people that become masters that for me is the samurai's way you know the samurai is is, is the energy of constantly um you know slaughtering the demons and slaughtering the dragons and until you get yourself that's really the samurai the, the samurai will very rarely go oh robert you did this to me or mzami you did this to me the samurai will go what did i do in my reality to create 
uh, this this environment, whatever it's the summarized way. So you want to you want to uh, approach this prevention checklist checklist with the mind of a samurai in order to get to the bottom of things. So here it is. Prevention checklist for entrepreneurs. Here is typical one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. And you see, I've even put in there for you a yes and a no. So you can print it out and circle it and play with it if you want to. Um, but this is what happens. Mr. Hermit, everyone. Are we not seeing the rise of Mr. Hermit? There's actually people at the moment that go, oh, you know, lockdown. I don't have to deal with other people at the moment. I can sit at home. I can be an, I can be an uh, introvert. I can avoid people. There's many, many, many people like that. And uh, me, myself, has a massive aspect of that in myself as well. Uh, you know, love to be on stage. And, you know, you can put me in an octopus suit and I'll do a performance for you and you know enjoy the applause and sparkles fall on my forehead and then when that uh, uh talk is over or the the curtains fall i love to run for it and do my own hermit thing but that can cause massive massive shipwrecks in business because this is the entrepreneur that avoid relationships with people uh, um, and have a more challenging sales process because of that uh you know it doesn't mean you can't do sales or you can't uh, have relationships with people, you're just a little bit of, uh, I really love my own company. And that can be a massive problem, massive, massive blind spot. So, uh, you know, you may have uh, challenges in your business at the moment, simply because you're not um, you're not doing people at the moment. You're not, I don't feel like people at the moment, people are becoming like this, and then you're out of the, the, the people world and can miss out massively. So this is for me where the power of networking lies and communities and sitting on these webinars and all getting together because it's a very, very big superpower to have is the ability to be genuinely into and interested in people. So are you Mr. Hermit? And uh, don't worry, I have Mr. Mrs. and Mrs. here. So uh, don't look into the titles, it is all archetypes. So then we have Mr. Unclear. Entrepreneurs that doesn't seek assistance with clarity, they stay confused for longer than necessary. Uh, this is the person that really, really struggles to put a business strategy in place because you go, so um, what do you want? And they don't know. Okay, what uh, product would you like to implement and bring to the world? Right? Uh, who are you? I don't know. Uh, so this person, this Mr. Unclear, I love to kick them on their bum into the world of travel. That was always my strategy. Now that we don't travel that much, um, I like to find ways to expose them more because the, the big part of being unclear is not enough exposure. So if you're not exposed to A, B, C, D, E, F, G, then, then you know, it becomes more challenging for you to make decisions. As you can hear, Simon has something to say about that. So... <laughs> excuse his bark. Uh, Simon is very clear. He knows exactly what he wants. I sometimes look at that dog and go, jeepers, the clarity. But ask yourself, is it my clarity that's holding me back? The idea is not that you feel bad about yourself. The idea is that you find ways to become more clear, find more ways about who you are and what you want. And you do that with exposure. You expose yourself, especially to new things. Then we have Mrs. No Numbers. Yep. Jack is guilty of that one as well, where you don't really worry about the numbers, you know, 
profit schmoffit, revenue schmevenue, the numbers. Mike is the numbers person in our business. And he's really taught me to get excited by the numbers and to interpret the numbers and to measure the numbers. And that is a massive part that's missing in very, uh, very many, many, many entrepreneurial business. They don't know their numbers. They don't really go and work out, you know, in order for me, that, you know, re-engineer your business, go in order for me to make a gross profit of X, I have to actually um, go way back and have X amount of activity. I have to be in X amount of talks. I have to have X amount of people going down the trust carriage or get people to trust me. Then I must have X amount of people from that who I build a relationship with. X amount of those people need to be converted into sales and X amount of people need to be going down a customer journey and then from those numbers x amount of people who's been going through the customer journey has to be upsold into something else so uh that's why we call it the money train because it's about the numbers right uh driving the numbers but in that process of driving the numbers understanding the financial reporting of your business understanding actually um the amount of people you expose yourself to and um, then also understanding the amount of money you get in the return on investments and all those things so it's a very valuable thing if you're a no numbers person to go and partner with a person who's into numbers or to at least have an accountant or someone who holds you accountable here in the numbers area or just go and learn the numbers and get on with it you know uh, as prince philip would say so um you, you, you have to decide there, but you can't leave it because you're going to encounter a shipwreck. You're going to run into a while or you're going to run into a cash flow problem or you're going to run into something like that or an evil mermaid or whatever you want to put in the ocean as, as archetypes, but you, you have to have the numbers. Mrs. Unteachable. Anyone in the coaching business here who's had those as clients uh, where the person cannot be taught, right? Uh, the know-it-all. So... You talk to them and they go, oh, well, I've done this successful and I've done that successful and I got this and I got that. And no, you don't have to tell me this. And no, I don't have to learn this. And, and uh, you know, I think all of us, at least on this call, I really believe that learning is a lifelong process. And if you ever get to the point where you've completely stopped to learn things, uh, you, are, you have a problem, Houston, because uh, you don't know uh, you, you're unable to expand. You've basically stopped your evolution from a mental point of view, spiritual point of view, physical point of view, um, spiritual point of view, if you're in the position where you don't want to learn anymore. So Mrs. Unteachable is that entrepreneur uh, that are close to new learnings. They struggle to acquire new skills because they know it all. Then we have Miss Zero Aims, the entrepreneurs that continue without any business strategy and plan never achieve anything. They don't believe in goals. Uh, they just like, uh, they, they are unable to integrate. So you get two extremes here. You get the person with uh, no aims who is just completely demotivated. It's very, very times psychological. But then you get the person here who is so spiritually inclined that they only follow signs and symbols and never are able to actually uh, put a practical plan into place that works on planet Earth. So uh, that's why you need a balance between both. You need a person who is as comfortable in the known environment that they can control with goals and aims as they're uncomfortable in the environment of the unseen that speaks in universal symbolism. You want a combination of the two. Uh, then you have Mr. Stress Ball. This is the entrepreneur who never learned how to manage their stress and their energy burn out. They're like, woo, woo, 
positive energy, reach my goals, I'm burnt out. And you go, right. You never managed your energy, right? You sat and worked until 11 o'clock in the evening. You, you grinded it, you hustled it, you did all those things, but your energy became a blind spot. And as you were jumping ways with your ship, uh, you know, proving to everyone how ambitious and energetic you were, you neglected your own well-being and then you crash into a rock. And then miss, I don't sell. One of the most common ones, we find this a lot of times with people who's uh, experts and uh, geniuses. In other words, there's something or some things they do very, very well, uh, but they don't want to sell it. That freaking drives them insane. They go, no, I don't want to sell. Um, so they don't learn how to sell correctly. They fall out of business sooner than later because they have this treasure, but no one knows about the treasure because they're not telling people about the treasure um, or at least partnering with someone who can sell the treasure for them or making a plan there. So there's your shipwreck prevention checklist. I highly recommend that you uh, take a photo of this or you print it out and you go and put it into a group uh, because it, it is eye-opening. It's eye-opening for yourself to go, right, let's evaluate here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right, I actually am guilty of six of those seven. How the hell did I come this far? Uh, must be by the graces of God. And then you also start asking yourself, but okay, if I start personally and professionally developing myself, let's say in the areas of sales and building more relationships with people and becoming more clear in my communication. Wow, what is possible? If I came this far and I've only really done well in one or two of these areas, can you imagine what your ship can look like uh, when you actually start developing those areas? So uh, that is the positive spin. So now we've given you the sailor analogy, uh, very important you have a plan, very important you have a navigational system. Uh, I can almost take it as far as to say, if you speak to an entrepreneur, including yourself, and there's not a plan somewhere, at least on a piece of paper or typed out on a whiteboard, uh, you're already heading for disaster. Um, but then we looked into the checklist to make it a bit more practical for you so that you can go and identify those areas uh, on which to work next. And, you know, how do you work on those areas that you've identified? You do it by working with other people in small groups, having really good conversations. You do it by going into the Octopus and Circle of Excellence programs and extracting the intelligence there. Uh, you, you, you do it by researching online if you feel like doing it. Uh, you do it by reading books. There's so many ways. There's so many options for you in order to develop yourself in an area. Now we get to the point of quality questions. And that's also, we bring this right at the beginning of the Octopus program in right in the beginning where we talk about an overview of business strategy because of the way in which people ask questions and it sets them up for massive failure. Now, ultimately, here's the questions, the most common questions. You don't want to leave any of these questions out, but what a lot of entrepreneurs do here is they, they start asking questions here on the left-hand side. So they ask a lot of how questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I make that work? How do I sell? How do I market? How, how, how? And even though there's nothing wrong with asking the how question, you have basically... Um, how can I put it in an analogy? Because I like my analogies here. If you constantly ask the how question before asking the why question, it's basically get, like getting on a boat and you're a pirate and you are every day going, how do I clean the ship? How do I feed everyone on the ship? How do I actually catch fish? But you've not even considered where your ship is sailing yet. 
So can you see how you're sitting there on the ocean? You're just going, you get stuck there in the Bermuda Triangle. How do I do this? How do look at my scurvy? How do I get more vegetables? How and then you know the the, the crew go, look, how about just let's decide where we're going to sail first? Don't you think that like why or why are we on the water in the first place? You know, like so that's what people do. And and why do we do this? We do it because of the incredible distraction around us. You know, just when you think you have it, just when you've got your plan in place, now there's a new app. Now there's a new software. Now you sat with a new group of people. Now they have a new idea. So you you become like da, 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 in your mind. You're like, oh, no, maybe I should go that way. So what is the problem here, Houston? The problem is making a plan and sticking with it. That's it. That is what makes most people successful, making a plan and sticking with the plan. Is the plan always going to stay exactly the same? No, there will be a sense of flexibility. I mean, look at the octopus. The octopus escaped from tanks and changes its color. It's such a symbol of entrepreneurship because you can't just sit there as an octopus. Uh, you have to navigate the environment. You have to navigate the seas. You have to change color. So... A way to safeguard you doing this, to make sure that you, like the octopus in the beginning, remain in bigger picture mode, and then you go underneath, you, you, you stay above the water with your why question, then you start going closer to the ocean line with the what question, with who you start going under the water, when deeper and how, you're now really in the water, you're in the nitty gritties of how to do things. But it's cyclical, as you can see with the hands, you can't just, you, you have to constantly when you go into the how and you implement stuff, you have to, like the whale, whoo, jump over the water. Then you ask the why question again. Then you go a little bit down into what, who, when. Now you're deep in the ocean again. And, like the whale. You go, Sorry for the theater, everyone. But I think if people can see the energy of how things work cyclically, they understand. Some of you is going to sit here and go, oh, wow, I've been in the how and in the water now literally for two years asking how questions. Maybe it's time that I whale a little bit and go above the water and look again at why I'm doing what I'm doing. And you do this practically, very, very practically with a plan that you constantly evaluate. So, you know, many of you are in the energy of how do I market? How do I sell? How do I make more money? How, how, how? Whereas if you wail a little bit and get out of your house and close your laptop and go into nature and you go, let me ask why again and see the bigger picture. It will lift you out of that energy. So how, how exactly or why is it important that you understand these questions? I'm going to take you through the cycle. Why means why am I in business in the first place, right? Why have I not, why have I not retired? And I mean, you can, you can put any question to this. Why am I in the business of coaching in the first place? That, that's the type of stuff you have to ask yourself, right? Why do I have a product that requires an app that's cost, costing me millions of dollars? Why am I sitting in front of my laptop doing social media every day, even though it doesn't earn me money? Oh, maybe it's because I'm a creative and I actually have fun doing that. But why, why, why? I'll help you with some of these questions eventually. But you have to go while above the water, ask the why questions. You can't while in front of your computer. You can't while in the same environment you every day. And you can't while staring at a white wall in your office. If you really want to while, if you want to get above the water and you want to really ask these why questions properly, you want to remove yourself from your current environment and put yourself in a new environment so that your brain can be um, 
reset in a way. If you don't put yourself in a new environment, your brain struggles to reset. So you want to look for something with a view. You want to go into nature. You want to go visit your auntie. I don't care what you do, but get out of your normal environment because it will help you to well. Now that you've wild a little bit and you're above the water, you now want to go, okay, why am I doing this? Uh, now you've got sort of answer. I'm doing this for this reason. Now you, you sort of go towards what specifically is it then that I should be doing? So you maybe came to the conclusion, why am I doing it? I'm doing it because I actually want to help the poor people in my community. That's actually so great. Good on you, Paul. What specifically should you then be doing? Oh, then I maybe shouldn't run wealth seminars. Maybe I should be starting the soup kitchen that I always wanted to. So I'm just giving examples. That, that's, so now you've wild with the why. What specifically is it that I should be doing? If I want this to be successful, who should I be doing it with? A lot of people get stuck here in who should I sell my product and service to? No problem with that. But yeah, you, 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 you ask about the people. Now, later in our octopus program, there's a whole section on building team and people around you. And some of you have heard me speak about ring of steel and how to build a ring of steel support system. That's really the who there, right? What is my ring of steel support system? I mean, if you're sitting every single day in your house, in front of your little fish pond full of three goldfish with your little rod, every morning and you put a little bait on, cling, you're there in your pond, boop, the same fish come out. I'll even do the fish face for you. There's it. Oh, hello, you say to the goldfish, bloop, you throw him back in the pond. Tomorrow you sit there with your fishing rod again, bloop, the second goldfish come out. You're never going to build an empire that way. You need the woos. You need the ocean. You need to go there into the ocean and go, you know, there's sharks and creatures and people and shipwrecks. And that's the real world. That's where you want to go. So in this question, you ask yourself, who should I be partnering with? Let's say you've looked at that shipwreck prevention checklist, you know, and, you know, your, your partner or spouse or best friend is looking at you and going, you're not that good with relationships at all. And then you go, well, what about it? You know, I can start building it. And then when you're honest with yourself, you go, it's going to take me a little while to rebuild this being good with relationships. Maybe my question should be, who should I partner with? Maybe my question should be, who should I merge with? Maybe my question should be, who should friggin' coach me on relationships, right? That's the real question. So, And then now you go into societal philosophy when shall i do this what is my target date by when do i want to sell the business when do i want to have my cash flow ready when 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 put those target dates down now you're only getting into how but many entrepreneurs go right into how and that causes a very broken navigational system so you are navigating yourself by the question how as opposed to navigating yourself by a star system, a GPS, that's asking the why questions. The same principle in terms of asking quality questions apply in every area of your life. So for example, if you're getting up in the morning and you're really unmotivated and you're dragging your feet, rather than asking how can I get motivated, you're probably going to do very well by why am I unmotivated in the first place? What specifically is it that's bringing me down? 
who can I partner with that can give me the best advice that's been there before and can help me get out of it? By when do I want to be motivated? And now you ask, how can I do it? If you're in a toxic relationship and it's a bit of a circus in your household at the moment, it's not going to help you necessarily to ask, how can I get out of this mess as soon as possible? It's probably going to be best to ask yourself, why am I in this mess in the first place? What did I do? What was my part in this? What specifically can I do to make this separation as amicable as possible? Who has been through this process? Who knows how to help me so that I don't only get out of this better, but become a better version of myself? By when do I want to be out? And how exactly is logistics going to work? Do you see how quality questions completely lift you above the ocean? And the type of questions you ask is not only uh, of a higher vibrational level, but it's more solution-based than just jumping into the how. I think sometimes when me and Mike talk about quality questions, we create the impressions that how should not be asked at all. And it's not the case. How should be asked, but how should be asked further down the line and not in the beginning of the process. So this is very important to know when you are looking at a business strategy and when you're ready to put a business strategy and plan in place. The next principle that I want to bring across is lifestyle considerations. And, um, you know, with lifestyle considerations, I really just want to bring something small in here. I don't want to talk too much about it because later down the road, we're going to really jump into more detail over lifestyle considerations. But do consider the lifestyle you want when you make business plans. Um, some way, somehow in the schooling system, we were taught that in order to be successful, every single day, every single hour, every single second, every single weekend should be occupied with you making your business successful. Otherwise, you're going to fail. That, my dear friends and colleagues, is a big fat lie. In fact, the opposite is true. The more you consider lifestyle and the things that really turns you on and make you happy, and the more you insert that into your calendar and sort of make sure that that is the main consideration and then you build a business around that, the more success you're going to have because your energy distribution is correct. You can't like this guy sit in his office with his wall and his stationery and think you're going to amount to something great if you don't invest in your own lifestyle, in your own preferences and in your own energy. So when you ask these questions, and we'll get to some of these business questions now that you can go out, take into the world and ask yourself and ask some of your colleagues, uh, do think about what you want first. Do you think if you have certain things that's really important for you, you know, maybe um, make a strategic decision you're not going to work over weekends. If that's what you want. I'm not saying that's what you want. Make a strategic decision you're not going to work on Mondays. Make a strategic decision you're always going to be there for your children's birthdays. Make a strategic decision when it is your birthday, you're never going to work. Make a strategic decision that your office is going to be from now on in nature with a beautiful view. Make a strategic decision that where you live at the moment is not conducive for business. You want to actually live in freaking a tree, if that's your thing, and you know work from there. Or you want to go and work in hotels if, if the circumstances allow in future, or you want to move location. Make those strategic decisions in the beginning. People make, that make those strategic decisions when the business is you know, 50% down the line and then change is difficult for them. So go and 
go with your business strategy and believe again like a child i cannot tell you how incredibly powerful this is to have innocence in your life innocence means you dream again innocence means you are playing business business as opposed to doing business business that means you sit in the beginning and you go wait a minute i'm going to actually redo my business plan but this time i'm going to do it with my idea or utopia or fantasy in mind and my fantasy is i want to get up every single morning and I want to be able to sit with a glass view in front of me with a bird feeder in an environment where the most exotic freaking birds on this planet come and sit as I'm conducting my business. And that's my fantasy. I'm going to make it happen. That is lifestyle considerations. You know, it can be travel. It can be given with everything that's happened. I'm going to work for six months in one town and I'm going to work for six months in the other town and I'm going to make it work. In winter, I'm going to live here. In summer, I'm going to live here. Or you know what? I'm going to actually uh, swap my property with someone else in certain times of the year because that's what I want. It's my dream. And th that's how I want to do my business. I want business to fit around that. That is lifestyle considerations. But I'm just planting a little seed here. Uh, we'll go into a little bit more depth with that later. And um, now I want to quickly go to the business strategy big questions guide. So in this section, I'm giving you some business strategy questions to start off with. Uh, questions that's going to get you thinking. It's a combination of different types of questions. Uh, so there's uh, different, uh, there's different, uh, you know, why questions and what questions, whatever. So it can stretch your mind a little bit in a multi-dimensional way. And I'm just going to go through this quickly. Um, but the idea is really that you go through this in detail afterwards and start asking these questions. But this is just to illustrate to you how we start business without really ever allowing ourselves to ask these questions. Who's your ideal customers and what problems do they need you to solve for them, right? And what way can your products and services make your customers money or save them money? What value do you offer that customers rave about? Who already have your ideal customer audience that you can partner with? What else is your ideal customer spending their money on? What can you introduce into your business that will help potential buyers trust you more? If you can write any book on any topic that relate to your business, what would that topic be? Do you want your business to stay local or go global? Where does your target market hang out and what do they talk about? What can you leverage? that can accelerate your business into success? And who will ultimately be an ideal buyer for your business and why? So that is just some ideas of how big strategy questions can stretch your mind. And I really would uh, love to inspire you on this call to take this and to, to go out uh, to a different location and with a different group of people and start asking these questions and then see what come up for you. Now, next up, when it's my turn to be on a global intelligence update, I'll be doing lesson uh, two, which is now actually the strategy plan. What I gave you today was just an overview of strategy. Uh, then we'll jump into the actual strategy plan. And this is gonna be much more practical. I'll give you a template to use there. And then we'll talk a little bit about that. But up until then, you'll have more than enough time to really let this sink in to maybe get together with some other people to ask the big questions and to see what path that takes you on. With all that said, um, I'm going to stop the share for now um, and then ask you to ask me any question that you made notes of uh, during 
this session. Anyone, you're welcome to ask anything. See, there's a few questions here, but it looks more like good morning, everyone. And I have made a connection, coaches that coach entrepreneurs need this so much for themselves. I think I'm not going to read this too much because I love your interaction here with each other in there. Um, I'm going to ask you to ask me questions. Anyone? Anyone? Maybe just a statement. I want to ask you a question, please, Landy. Yes, Diane. You said under the Mr. Herbert, Hermit, you expose him to travel. What do you do for Mrs. Untouchable? Who has nothing to learn, can't learn. You yeah. know what? We actually, it's a very, very good question. And um, Diane, I have a bit of an opt out there. Mr. and Mrs. Untouchable, I really watch them with a hawk eye already during the assessment qualifying process. So I put a few things in my sales process or in my qualifying process that highlights to me the person's inability to learn or know it all. And I sort of make damn sure they don't come through the process and become a client. So, because I don't want to work with them. And, you know, it's good for them as well. They maybe have people, you know, maybe they like that because they don't like me. You know, fair game. It's fine. Not everyone can, you know, so maybe they resist like that because you, you're triggering things in them or you're pulling things out of them. And if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. And maybe there's someone better for them. So, I really qualify in the beginning. And, you know, you've seen Mike do this as well. But uh, he loves in his sales presentation to go right in the beginning. Uh, even if he's speaking from stage, he goes, here's the type of people we like to work with and here's the type of people we don't like to work with. You can easily there in the don't like to work with section say a person who thinks they know it all. And those people seem to naturally fall off the bus. They don't want to work with you. Great question, by the way. Don't be, don't be scared of qualifying people right in the process and pick who you want to work with. Because remember, you're not only working with that person, you, you're giving them your, your heart. You're giving them your, your time, your energy, your love. You're not just, not just give me your money and I'll give you my time. It's a bond. It's a, a lasting, long-term relationship that's built there. So you can pick if you don't want those people in your environment. Anyone else? I'll just quickly add to, to your answer to Diane, and that is that I learned very early on in my business, and I'm talking about uh, 17, 18 years ago, that taking on a client who's not teachable is a total disaster. Um, and you'll frustrate yourself and you'll frustrate them. And uh, that, that has been some of my worst experiences, taking on clients who are not teachable. Yeah. There's phrases, you know, if, if a person comes into my environment, for example, and they ask that I fix them or I fix their business, and I go, eh, I don't want to fix you. You know, there's like, it's so, so they, they give you that impression that you, you are totally responsible for their next level evolution without them implementing anything. Then you go, hmm, ain't going to happen, right? So, so the, you have to turn that into a button on that, that makes your aura go like this, eh. If your aura goes like this, eh, then it's probably, I cannot tell you how many people have told me that they knew right at the beginning the person was not the right client for them. We've all been through that. We've all been through, you know, telling yourself, I told you so. Going like, oh, I knew, I knew that person's not going to work. Well. Like we, 
in the beginning of our process, we qualify the person already uh, during the mastermind. So yeah, many of you now, our uh, pipeline works. So we already qualify them during the mastermind. Then we qualify them again on Mike's strategy call. Uh, then we already, even if they've decided they're becoming, let's say, a Circle of Excellence member or whatever, we'll, we qualify them already after the deposit is paid for the third time on my expectations call. And we've had people at that point, you know, we go, no, 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 it's not going to work. So, so we qualify them three times to sort of uh, try and avoid some of these pitfalls, especially the know-it-all pitfall. Anyone else who want to say something? Can, can you actually go and take some of these questions and take it to other people? Is it useful for you? Is it something you can use? Is there anything being said today that, that got a bold moment for you? We thought, okay, that's maybe something I should go and explore. Anyone maybe? Robert? So the one it's that stood just out. All welcome Robert back to the land of the living after his little ordeal in Spain. Thank you very much. <laughs> welcome back, back, yes, Robert. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so the one that stood out was exploring a partnership arrangement. I, I, I hadn't considered that before. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, solo entrepreneur, you know, do the engagements I'm doing with my clients, which, that, yeah, that's definitely stood out as something to start considering. Yeah. And it's, it's a phenomenal consideration, Robert, because we all are a beehive, you know. I think many of us as entrepreneurs sit sometimes there on our thrones all alone, queen bee, you know. And all we do is... And it's alone. You don't have to. You can build an empire. You, you can build uh, a thousand Roberts around you or a thousand Pauls or a thousand Sarahs, you know. You can build a very rich, big beehive that make a lot of honey maker of miracles right paul so that is partnerships partnerships is really getting all these people around you and partner and making the magic happen by bringing all the diverse skills around the table so that's that's something that inspired me and that's something that me and mike has especially been playing with over the past year yep Robert? And, and, and a similar theme is a, a reminder of how many you know coaches are solo entrepreneurs and are, are working on their own and must be lonely very so, so that ties in with the Octopus platform and positioning it as the global community. Yeah. This is another, another reminder of that. Yeah, global family, really. I mean, we can't say anyone on this call, really, that we colleagues. Uh, we've become very fond of each other. We're friends. We've got each other's backs, you know. Uh, we keep it professional, but we're family, you know. Many of us on this call is more family with each other than our own siblings or some of our own people in our family, you know, like... So, so that, that's something very, very valuable to tap into. Very valuable. We just need to start the conversation. Now, on that very positive note, yes, Robert, um, we have two minutes left. So the other um, point of reflection was the, that I really enjoyed is the balance of the obvious logical flow of a business plan and blueprint, but the, the creative side, the free spirits. They park the business and look at the personal lifestyle as a view in building it. So I love the way that you pull those to get those two themes together. Yeah, it is, it's like, I think that's the sweet spot, Robert. I think many, many people run with entrepreneurship into only creativity, which is fantastic. And then others only into the corporate structure. Um, uh, but it's really the middle. It's the balance of the two that really makes the magic. So I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you for your questions and statements and presence. Go and have fun with this as much as possible. And next time I speak, we'll be doing uh, module one still, but we'll move on to lesson two. Have a lovely morning, a lovely Thanks so much. a lovely evening, everyone. You're welcome. Thanks, Andy. Bye.